All views expressed are our opinions only. We are not licensed therapists. If you need mental health care, please find a therapist near you or online. Welcome to Autism Inside Out, a show about real life on and off the autism spectrum. All shows are streamed live on Twitch and recorded. Join us at twitch.tv slash autisticats, link in the description. Please enjoy our first episode where we introduce ourselves and explain our autism diagnoses. Thank you. Um, and I'm Christy. <laughs> you, for most of you know us. That's Amber. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Uh, and then, yes, we met in college at uh, dance. We were teaching. I, I hit the desk a lot, so I'm going to try not to do that. And then I actually met my husband at a dance, different dance, separately, uh, before we started the NIU dance. And you want to hear it vocally? Okay. You, you can go ahead and tell yours. I was going to just introduce kind of where we were up to that point. Yeah, we, we I, I was there. planning to, like... Yeah, now that you know. Tell my so. story out loud instead of sentence at a time. Um, yes. Okay, I don't want to cut you off. Is your... No, I was just going to say, yeah, so we met all of us in college um, at a local college in Illinois. So um, I will let Amber tell her story again, and then I will tell you friends a little bit. Okay, so Amber's story, take two, uh, in non-text edition. <laughs> yes, all you. Okay. Um, so my first introduction to the concept of autism was in probably, I'm guessing, late grade school. My mom got this book. Uh, she's a big reader. I was a big reader before the internet over my life. But I used to be really into books. Um, so there's this book called There's a Boy in Here that was written by a man and his mother. Um, it's a... It's a pretty cool book. Um, they alternate chapters. He was nonverbal as a child. So, um, and he was eventually got a lot more, uh, um, more verbal, certainly. And just better at communicating? Yeah, yeah, better at communicating um, as an adult. So he was writing chapters about what was going through his head, and then his mother would, like, write, a chapter like the same time period like what she was experiencing as a mother with this nonverbal child that she couldn't get through to and it's it was a really cool book so my mom read this book and she's like oh you need to read the, she wanted me to read the book she wanted i think every person she ever met she has forced this book on <laughs> give or take like seriously like 20 people she became obsessed with this book so she was convinced that my brother and i were autistic and that so was my dad and so was everyone in my dad's family and back then, it wasn't really seen as a spectrum. It was either you were autistic or you weren't. And if you were, you were, like, profoundly handicapped. My brother and I were in the gifted program. Like, we had some friends. Um, he had a lot more friends than I did. But, um, yeah, so I'm like, no, we can't be autistic. We're fine. And, like, we were verbal and we, I don't know, we were well, adjacent. <laughs> I'm not going to say we were normal. We weren't. Well, I mean, but, normal, so subjective. Right. But, anyway. but when it wasn't seen as a spectrum, you know, yeah. we're like, I'm like, yeah, this can't be a thing, Mom. It doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, so then... Yes, yeah, that's your... So that was the book. So for diagnostic stuff, I was 
Before I had depression, probably anxiety, I was diagnosed with, okay, so I went to college. I'm trying to like remember what I had. Yeah, I can't remember yeah, my yeah, story. You're fine. Okay, so I go to college for psychology because I don't understand people. I think disorders are fascinating. Um, so, and even in the textbooks, like, and traditionally autism's and all of medicine has been very focused on the male perspective. So everything I'm reading about autism, like in my child psych books and in class, it's all, it's mostly boys because they get diagnosed four times more often than girls, even with the same symptoms. They're better at masking. Um, so true. So it's yeah. boys and they present very differently than girls. So that was just kind of, I didn't fit that criteria. Um, I was seeing a psychiatrist for depression at and when I was in college, and oh, she was the best. Okay, so I'm seeing a psychiatrist for depression, and like a month or two before graduation, she suggests that she thinks I have ADD. Again, traditionally in textbooks, it's usually a boy disorder, and they're usually very hyperactive. I'm not very hyperactive. <laughs> so I was like, you don't have the a, yeah, the I don't part. have the hyperactivity part. Um, so I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. And she's like, oh, but wait, let me explain to you like how this actually works. And that there's an inattentive subtype where you just have the attention deficit part and not activity part. So I'm like, oh, that was, it was a huge diagnosis for me. Like so much of my childhood just sort of like shifted into focus in a way that I hadn't thought about things before, but unfortunately it was too late in the school year for me to get in for testing. So I was like, all right, well, once I graduate, I'll get a job, I'll get insurance, and then I'll get tested. So I do that eventually. Um, but you're fine. Okay. You just keep talking, I'll all tell right. you. Okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> not that I have an attention problem or anything. Yeah. So, okay, so I get tested. Uh, it's very expensive. It'll cost me like 600 America. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I have the diagnosis of ADD and attentive, which makes sense. So that's what am I going to do about this? Tried a couple different medications. None of them really helped. Um, and because they had a relatively expensive copay and didn't do anything, I gave up on the med route. I'm like, well, maybe I can get counseling, but that was not something in my price range at the time. So I just kind of let it go. Um, and I did find out much later that there is a ton of crossover in symptoms between ADD and autism, particularly in women. So that's a thing. Um, okay, so ADD. Okay, fast forward a couple of years, I'm trapped in a horrible marriage. <laughs> yeah, so. real quick, Amber was married. It did not go well. It was real bad. Yeah, so I'm sure we'll hear more about that down the road too as you get to know us. As we dive into more trauma. Oh, uh, well, it's not all trauma. <laughs> it's not all Some trauma. Some of it's really good, but True. yeah. Yeah, okay, so. We're at my wife's friend's house. The friend is a special ed teacher. 
And she knows that I really like cats. She also likes cats. She has some cats and some dogs. We both really like cats, hence the yeah, and name. The, and there will probably be cats wandering there will be in and out. And there's a kitten earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so she hands me this book. It's a child children's book. Um, I think it was called All Cats Are Autistic or All Cats Have Autism or something to that effect. I believe there's also one about dogs and ADHD. That's just like kind of a child-friendly way of explaining the symptoms and that it's not horrible. So she's like, hey, you like cats? Check this book out. Now, I have to wonder. I think she knew. I, ha- I haven't asked her. I probably should. Um, because, I mean, I had, between my ex and I, we had four cats at home. So it's not like I needed to look at pictures of cats because you have a bunch of cats. (laughs) Like, and she had actual cats there. So, you know, so I think, um, I think she probably saw something being that that's her field. So anyway, so I'm flipping through this book and each page I'm like, holy shit, this is me. And my whole life just sort of like became really clear. And I was like, oh my God. God, my mother was right. Oh, the worst <laughs> moment ever. I know. And now I just have you right. to be right about everything. I am. She is. So it's we're clear. obnoxious. Um, yeah. I mean, when your best friend and your husband both say the worst thing about you is that you're right all the time. Always. And it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is handy. It is. <laughs> you might not want to listen to me and you might not want to admit that I'm right, but. We always end up admitting it. Right. It's because I, I just am really good about thinking things through and how they affect things long term and short term, yes. which has helped, you know, with being married to somebody who's neurodivergent because we're able to like find ways to handle things that other people don't know or wouldn't think about. But sure. anyway. Okay. okay. So read the book. Like, holy shit, this is me. Um, you know, autism isn't like. I think it's maybe a, I don't know if it's a little better now than it was, or I just am more involved in the community. I mean, like, Greta Thunberg didn't exist, and Temple no. Grandin, and, like, there weren't, it was wasn't really was talked around, about. But, but it wasn't it, really talked about back then. No. Like, I couldn't have told you at the time, and this was, this would have been. Well, I'm going to say, with social media, everything is a little bit true. more out there, sure. as we hear. So. This would have been probably six years ago, because I've been divorced for four We'll split up for four and a half. Yeah. So probably five, six years. Yeah, because it was pretty close to the end, I feel like. Yeah, there was. When you found out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because it was six months before I told her. So, yeah, we're probably looking at, like, six years ago. So I didn't know a whole lot about autism. Again, I knew it was, like, mostly boys and it was bad. Bad. I mean, it's not, like, actually bad. (laughs) But, like, that was was the view I had at the time. And so the view a lot of people have. Right. I mean, if you're going to use a campaign to get people not to vaccinate, like it causes autism, you you treat it like, oh my, there's nothing worse right. that could possibly happen to a human being than being autistic. Oh my gosh. And right. it creates this fear yeah. behind it and not just behind getting it, but uh, behind admitting it. Right. Yeah, because it's not great to hear a lot of parents say, I would rather my child die of a preventable disease than to be like you, because that's what they're saying. And that's, that's not great. (laughs) No, not in any sense of the word. And I wish that they each could meet somebody and have to really understand what they're saying, like how they're presenting this 
to a person. Yeah. Like as, wow, you are, it is so bad to be who you are that I'm going to let my kid get the measles. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. And, and bullshit. It's just bullshit. Agreed. So, um, so yeah, it wasn't, and okay. So it wasn't portrayed well in the media or society. And I was also incredibly depressed during probably all of my marriage, really my whole life up until divorce. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which we'll, I'm sure go into in another episode when we talk about, um, meltdowns and depression and, um, burnout. So, um, but anyway, so I, I wasn't in a great place already. And then to find this out, it was not great. So, um, I wanted to find out what I could. So I, you know, I, (laughs) because I'm me, I still have every textbook I've ever purchased. Um, except for maybe some math ones. I'm going to get rid of those because I knew I'd never use them, but I still have all my psych books. So I started researching, um, what I could at home. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, this actually does make a lot of sense. I guess I wasn't paying attention to class as much as I could have. Um, so, but I, I thought that there was something wrong with me. So I didn't, I was scared to tell anyone. Um, so it was about, I want to say six months ish between when I figured it out and when I finally got up the nerve to tell my wife. Mm -hmm. Um, and initially she acted supportive, but I would often hear snide little comments about me not being normal, which I'm not, but like she wouldn't always say it in like a nice or joking way. Um, it started to get kind of shitty. And at one point she did say, I mean, really, our marriage was not in a great place in general. Um, and I don't want to go into the whole story of that because most of y'all probably know it. And if you don't, it's a dumb, bad story. Yeah, <laughs> if anyone really wants to know about it, I can go into it. But I don't think anyone cares. Well, I think, I think there's a benefit to talking about it later on when you want to talk about, like, the pitfalls of a relationship. Sure. sure. And where um, you can get to the point of not – Standing up for yourself and things mm-hmm. that like that and what that can lead to. Sure. But I think that has its place yeah. down the road. Okay. So. Fair. Fair, fair. So, so she did eventually comment that it could never work between someone like me and someone that was normal. Um, how on earth she qualified herself as normal <laughs> for anyone that has met her? A lot of people think that they're normal and they are not. Yeah. They, they have... Other issues they just don't want to talk about. And I think a lot of it, she she very much had, like, this victim complex. She always uh, had to be the mm-hmm. most disabled, the most broken one in yeah. the room. And yeah. I think she saw autism as a threat. Like, oh, God, you have this thing that might be worse than my things, and then I'm going to lose attention. Yeah. Because that was her particular pathology. So, uh, marriage wasn't in a great place. Uh, one day I came home to note on the dining room table that she had cheated on me. So if you're together for six years, um, leaving someone a note is like not great. Like maybe have the balls to tell them, but, um, but she didn't. And that was really a surprise to no one. Uh, so yeah, so I, so I'm now being broken up with, um, I mean, I, I 
honestly didn't really want to be in the marriage. But it was a very scary time for me being alone. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what to do. I like my biggest concern was where am I going to live? How am I going to take care of myself? I don't make a ton of money. I live and work in Rockford. It's not like the very safest city in the whole world in my price range. Like there are certainly parts of Rockford that are really good, but they cost more than the parts that aren't as good. And when you don't make a lot of money, yeah, uh, it gives you some limited options. So, so I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Um, Christy was literally the only person that offered to let me stay with them while I was going through this. <laughs> so I thought it was pretty easy. I was like, you need to get out of there to, you know, because I think too many people stay too long in a situation that isn't good for them. And right. then it can suck you back into it. Right. And thankfully, so, but we didn't need it. So no. Yeah. Thankfully my ex was traveling for work at the time. Um, and she stayed with, Turns out, uh, the girl she cheated on me with, I didn't find that out till a couple years later, but she went and stayed with her for a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that gave me time to find somewhere to move to, um, mm-hmm. get my own apartment. So it was like, I think a month between when yeah. she told me we were breaking up and when I had moved into my new place. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, okay. So we're talking about autism, not about my shitty marriage. So, um, so I'm convinced there's something wrong with me. I need to tell someone about this autism thing because I don't know what to do. So I go to Christy and I'm like, I'm like You're, terrified to tell her. Yeah, you have this huge, big news and I'm like, oh my God, someone's dying. Right. Like, I'm like, oh no, what's going on? Like, what happened? So emotional, I'm autistic. And I was like, oh yeah, Brian's autistic. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and I'm like, have you met him? Yeah. We know. Yeah. Now that you mention it, I totally see it. Yeah. Like, how did uh, I miss that? Yeah, I think Because he's also verbal, and that wasn't what the textbooks told me to expect. Right. Yeah, people act very surprised when when I tell them or, or we mention it that, you know, like, you're on the spectrum or he's on the spectrum. Yeah. And it's like, Hence the spectrum part of it. <laughs> right. Because it, it is. It's this, yeah. you know, big thing. And I know that his experience was so vastly different to most people's autistic experience growing up. Because sure. he didn't feel as isolated or like he was weird or different. Sure. And, you know, he didn't have issues dating or any of that like social stuff and I told him the reason he didn't have those particular issues especially with dating was that he's cute he was attractive (laughs) yeah it just came down to the fact and that's terrible that he's attractive enough to get girls to hit on him without him having to do anything that's true and the fact that he got into dancing with his first long-term girlfriend he had a pool of people, and he's quite a good dancer. He really is. And so he dances with people, and they, like, instantly fall, like, in love with him, and he's attractive, and he's nerdy, and he's a nerdy science guy, and so they just assume he's a nerdy science guy and yeah. has that, like, awkward yeah, guy that's thing, now you know? Like, so that's, like, 
that's autism. <laughs> if you're talking about a lot of those things, a lot of those really smart people fit on the spectrum. Not all of them, but sure, because again, a lot of spectrum. Them. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure that my husband was on the spectrum when I met him. I didn't think about it for a very long time, but I will make sure that you finish your story before I get oh, into ours. Um, so. so I tell you, yeah, and I feel so much better because, like, oh my god, you don't hate me, yeah, because like I everyone like, that I told, I was like freaking terrified, like honestly. So okay, so when I was married, my ex kind of like gaslit me into being a lesbian. Um, so I swear to God, like, I was so fucked up back then, because, like, I was in such, like, this, is that, is this that... lifelong depression spiral. Okay, that... wait, wait, does anyone in chat, have you ever been gaslit into any kind orientation. of different orientation? I want to know. <laughs> she wasn't a great person, no, she, you're right. she was a very bad person. Awaba, is that how you say that, Awaba Jack? Wabba, I'm guessing. Wabba? You used yeah. to have a rabbit named Jack. Ah, so I'm guessing that's where it came like from. Like a wabbit? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, I want to get names right, you know. Yes. And thank so. you for buying me breakfast post-divorce, because I remember right after my divorce, <laughs> oh, very that nice. member of chat had bought me breakfast, and it was on my work desk. <laughs> yeah. See, people so, are nice. You know, so, like, so I've been terrified to, um, yeah. Oh, hey, someone else was gaslit. Cool. So not just uh, me. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, she, like constantly hammered into me like how horrible and evil and bad boys were even though she was also super misogynistic yeah like she's also the most misogynistic person i've ever dated that's the weirdest like because she was so shitty to me for being a girl also hey you got another person um yeah so yeah yeah where was i going okay so so it was scarier for me to tell people that I had autism than to tell them that I was gay. Though it turns out I'm not gay. But Well, I mean, you technically are because if you're bi... I'm, so, I'm partially gay. Right. But, but you, you have preferences, not but that still <laughs> is... Sure. That's not like a hetero... You know, it's you're not just a right. cis person right. either. And really, like, but, yeah. going from bi to gay, like, that's not a huge leap because I... You know, and I wasn't... Uh, okay, yeah. so... But you were know. you were but never uh, you were never a lesbian. No, you I were was always not. bi. I was tricked into which is still like, part of the gay spectrum. So yes. Well, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> so sixty forty. <laughs> maybe maybe sixty five thirty five. It depends on the day, honestly, <laughs> and the person. Um, sure. I've really gotten into supernatural, so it's like ninety ten straight at this point. Well, you that's because of the the persons <laughs> you are thinking about, right? Isn't I mean, isn't that really it's how true. we all are? Yeah. No. Because I saw a picture of Kit Harrington and for that moment in time where he's getting ready to when he's in Pompeii and I was like, I'm hundred percent straight right now. Because he is beautiful. Huh. I have to watch it. <laughs> so yeah. But I definitely then also look longer, over and, and see a beautiful woman and I'm like, hmm, I could do that. Right, right? Like, they're not, I mean, yeah. you throw you and Brian in front of me, I'm like, all right, I'm 50-50. <laughs> like, it's just, it's some personality. Yeah, it just, depends, just depends on where my eyeballs are aimed. Okay, so but any anyways, other part so the of whole, that, yeah. The whole point of that was that it was a lot scarier for me to come out as, come out as autistic than it was to come out as gay. Yeah. 
because I was more worried about people's reactions, um, telling them that I was autistic. Yeah. I think there's a lot of stigma also with the, are you sure? Because you seem so normal. Not you, but you seem so normal. You don't, you're not mm, this thing or that thing. Um, And that does really affect how people are um, towards you. Sure. Because there's, I think, a huge misunderstanding just in our culture and society right now about, you know, autism in general and how that affects people rather than seeing it as just another almost like aspect of your personality that is not good or bad. It just is. Sure. You know? Oh, well, you know, I could see that being trans. Yeah. Being trans is a big thing. And of course, Valkyrie, that it depends on who you're coming out to. Because if you have a family that's all a little weird and they don't really know what autism is or care, they might be harder to say I'm trans than it, you know. Oh, it turns out mom was right about dad's family too. Like with that lens. Yeah. Like, oh, they're all on the spectrum. Yeah, but you, not necessarily. Well, they, because maybe not the all of them, but I see a so lot of trends. You can see a lot of things. And I will a little bit. Please <laughs> definitely. I first started dating Brian. Oh, are you done? I, I want to respect so. that. If you come up with other things while I'm talking. Yeah, just I've just continued to be autistic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> come to terms you with still, that. Yeah. You There's still continue to be autistic? We haven't fixed still, you? No, I haven't solved the, you, I haven't solved the autism dungeon. Uh, so... When I first started dating my now husband, 17 years ago, well, I guess 16, 16 years ago in college, we were friends first. And um, mostly because his name was Brian, and I dated a bunch of Brians in a row, and I didn't want to date another Brian. And then I'd found out that he, before he moved out to the Midwest, had broke up with somebody when he was moving out here. And I... Uh, do not do rebound. like rebound at all. I'm like, I'm too old for the drama. Even at like 21, I'm like, I'm too old for the drama. I don't want to deal with it. So he has this very big personality on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. So the person that my husband is on the dance floor and who he is in person are very different. Like when you get to know him. And so that was a big uh, adjustment for me when we started dating. I actually kind of thought that he was nerdy and he was smart, his science Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I actually kind of thought that he was a sociopath. Um, that was kind of with the information that I had, that he was like a sociopath or, or uh, somewhere on like the narcissism side of things. He never seemed to want to harm anybody. But he definitely had that doesn't really think about other people. Sure. And so I was like, you know, not everybody who are on these kinds of have these mental disorders are bad people. Some of them just have like these quirks that you need to work out. And now Cleo is chewing on a Sorry. She's okay with it. I kind of thought, you know, we all have things going on. I'm, I have anxiety and stuff like that. And people are like, are you sure you have anxiety? And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I could give you a whole story. I knew from a very young age, but it just wasn't a huge deal. So when we had our child, 
he, you could tell like he cared, but there was like this disconnect between having our child um, and like how I expected things to be and how he actually acted towards her, well them. And then over time, I could see how much he did care, but it wasn't, I don't, I, I don't even know the words. It just wasn't, yeah, it just wasn't normal. Sure. But I knew that he wasn't like a danger or he didn't care. I, I knew all of that wasn't true. But then we got a cat. And mm-hmm. immediately, yeah, Milo and he, they were like soulmates. They mm-hmm. fell in love. And my husband started acting totally differently. And then it kind of like flipped a switch in my head that says, so he does get it, but not with people. Mm-hmm. So he has this connection. He's able to connect, but he's not connecting to me or our child in the same way that he can connect with this cat, which is kind of a weird thing that they're both related to cats. I mean, this thing, but, uh, I 100% get that. Yeah. I've always understood cats so much more than people. I yeah. I can read them better. Like, I you just can't read them. I, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. people, I don't know. Like, I guess the best way I could describe how um, Brian, you know, which he, he gave me permission to use his name. Yeah. I was like, I'm so sorry for that to tell you because he had just told me uh, that that our kids scared him. You know, more than than anything else, he had just this fear surrounding having a, another human. And with the cats, he just was him, and it was okay. And, and then I started kind of connecting all of these dots and looking. What? what? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Okay. So I'm going to say that they don't matter. Anyway, so... That was when I started to look into it more because I was also one of those people who had seen and was taught that if you're autistic, you're not verbal. But if you are verbal, it's in a way that isn't how a normal person would be. So a smart person wouldn't be able to communicate in in such a way. And obviously, Brian didn't have as much issue with the eye contact I you know some but not enough Mm -hmm. that you really notice and so I just kind of put all these things together and then slowly over time because Brian doesn't do well with like big news (laughs) like like I kind of just started putting that information in front of him to say I think that this might be your problem and that if it is we can not necessarily change anything, but we can change yeah, our relationship to fit what will work better. And we did, well, we were more newly married, um, see a marriage counselor. But I think that actually getting the diagnosis, like having a diagnosis was the biggest change for our relationship because it gave me a respect and an understanding of how his brain works and so I am better about not taking things personally. I'm not, I'm not always good. And that's, you know, where Amber comes into this because I oftentimes will message you at all mm-hmm. times and say, 
Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm sure it did take a lot of practice. Reckless. Yeah, it takes me about a decade to really get comfortable with eye contact with yeah. someone. Yeah, like, you, it, is it better, for those who are neurodivergent, I guess, is it better with people you know, or just where you, have you trained yourself to do it, too? It, it's like this really weird vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Like, so I've been dating my current boyfriend for, like, five months now-ish, mm-hmm. yeah. is that right? Is that, yeah, something like I that. Sorry if I'm saying it wrong. Um, it's a like, personal offense. There. But, like... I can't hold eye contact with him for more than, like, two or three seconds. Yeah. Like, I, I could look at you all day. Yeah, and I don't take but, it personally if you don't. But it takes but... me, like, a decade to get there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. It is cool. a lot easier for me with people with really okay. dark yes. eyes. Okay, Valkyrie said it's easier for people uh, yeah. that, they, that they know. I just didn't know if it's more about training yourself to look, you know, we could talk about ABA in a minute because that's part of it, or having... Being less it's, vulnerable with somebody makes it easier because you don't feel. I think it's probably yeah. both because it does make you feel very vulnerable. So, like, yeah. to have sustained eye contact, it has to be someone that you trust. Okay. Um, but, I mean, you can train it. Like, you can do uncomfortable things just by, like, practice, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it can be either. Yeah, social. Okay. Oh, yeah, the, the questioning. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I did go, oh, you're supposed to look at people. Like, I'm looking too much, am I looking not enough? And then that's all you're thinking about, and you're like, oh, God, I haven't heard a single word they said because I was thinking oh, you're about, thinking about am, I, am I doing human right? <laughs> I don't know if I am. I don't know if I am. Oh, God. <laughs> With cats, it's the show of dominance, so you know if you look away, then they have won. I mean, maybe, yes. you know, yeah, just embrace that. Later, well, they don't care. They don't care. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate those memes so much. I am on TikTok through her. Oh, okay. I do not have a TikTok, but she sends me the good ones. Well, you know, I have a kid from the TikTok stuff. They mm. they kind of find out what I like and then hook me up. Yeah. Yeah, and I know, like, you know, I set it up because I, I want to be able to type here. And I was like, okay, where can I put the camera so that we it can kind of be okay? And if sure. Amber doesn't feel like looking into it, it's close enough. But, you know. I don't know. I'm, I'm supposed to look. I've been looking at us. I, I'm yeah, actually you're actually supposed, supposed to see. I'm supposed I know, to look at the You're camera. supposed to look in the camera. Sorry, everyone. Hi. I'll just. <laughs> Hi, camera. I forgot the camera was there. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You're staring at the mess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you start. Okay. I'll use this as an example. There was this one girl who I absolutely adored, um, her, you know, at dance. But she had the death stare. You would dance with her, and she wouldn't stop with constant eye contact the whole time. It's she so was, creepy when people do that. It was oh. she's an amazing dancer, amazing person, but she would just stare, and I was, it was so awkward. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I am very neurotypical. In that sense. And I can't imagine feeling that way for so many moments of my life. Because I would imagine that, you know, how she made me feel in that moment is probably equivalent to how you feel with just short, yeah, you know, short eye contact type things. Uh, so, anyway. But, yeah. So, Brian and I once, I did a lot of research. I'm big into learning everything that I can and we slowly started to work on things in our house and how we talked 
it is nowhere near perfect. I will never pretend because I still overreact. He will say something and I will say, I know he didn't mean it like that, but my brain heard it and it mm-hmm. was bothered. And I, and my feelings are hurt. So I will. I didn't mean it that way, I promise. <laughs> so yeah, I will text Amber and say, oh, this is what he said. And she will try to talk me down a little bit. And I'll say, I know, it just sucks right now in the moment. I know. You know, we'll talk about it. And then then that was where kind of this idea came from. I said, what do people do who don't have an Amber? You know, and And I'm married to somebody. Or people that don't have a Kristen to explain how (laughs) neurotypical people are supposed to behave. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, so. Explain people to me because I don't have a good handle on it. Well, I mean, I guess none of us have a really know, great but handle, but there is there's some translation. Can, it's a yeah. translation. Yeah. So Amber translates for me when I need it, and I can translate for her. Yep. And I think that's kind of why we wanted to start Provide this service to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and we're mildly entertaining anyway. I mean, when it works. They haven't logged off yet, so I mean, that's Well, that's because they know us, and it would be rude. That's true. Everybody who doesn't know us is like, yoink, mm. we're out. Yeah, um, that's fair. No, it's okay. And <laughs> considering all the technical difficulties, I really appreciate you guys. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Amber, for typing. Oh, like, yeah. little fingers off. Yeah, sorry it takes forever because I was using my phone. I'm like, I'm yeah. just one sentence at a time, so it's like, like constantly. Yeah, but... yeah, so you constantly get something. So uh, with all that, we are going to talk a little bit about ABA, just to get it out there and maybe not as much as we had planned but uh, so we might actually do some more on Sunday just to get enough. Sure. Hopefully that will be good for a video on demand for people who want to explain it to others. Uh, first, uh, ABA, for those who don't know, is Applied Behavioral Analysis, which is basically psychology, psycho, well, supposed to be psychiatrists what started it to teach you how to behave a certain way, originally through pain. Uh, electroshock Mm -hmm. now through positive reinforcement it's basically used to make sure that people behave a certain way and are rewarded for that behavior yep and it is pretty much the gold standard of therapy for autistic children and now there are autistic adults who are now old enough that have gone through ABA and said this is abusive. We need to stop doing this. And it doesn't seem like the, at least even the American Psychiatric Association or the UK version of that have listened to these adults and decided to change things. But what would autistic people know about autism? You yeah, know? And, and that's the problem is in so many so of these groups, there isn't any autistic representation right. to even fight for this change yeah because there are options there are options I think actually things like occupational and speech therapy might be where you need to start but I think the problem is and I will let you explain kind of what you have in a second sure uh, is that all the other therapies require work from the parents and parents don't want to deal with the effort to make their home a better, safer place for their child or spouse or anybody who doesn't fit 
into what they think is normal and they don't want to deal with it. Um, and it's easier to just get someone to comply. Yeah. So I think that's why it is still the standard, but for sure. Yeah. There's, um, I'll say, I don't know a ton about it. I've never been through it. Um, I haven't been through any therapy or any intervention things for autism. Well, because because uh, if you're diagnosed as an adult, there right. aren't any. But yeah, yeah, there's really yeah. not. Um, Let me see if I can find a... So there's a huge split in opinions on ABA and autism. Um, for the most part, parents of autistic children think it's great and wonderful because it makes it basically is a tool to like force compliance and try to like shut down any autistic behaviors and just make your kids seem as normal as possible. Um, but it does not take into account the needs or wants of the child. Um, it's just about doing everything they can to like crush them into compliance. Um, and <sighs> It's really intensive. It's they take these little kids and they're doing this for thirty to forty hours a week every week. I read that they're supposed to start at two or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at twenty hours a week issues. for two or Are three. Are you looking for the article that I sent you? Yeah, I've got it. I do. Okay. okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. Yeah. Uh. So I'm in one of the autism groups that I'm on on Facebook, which has been really where I've gotten most of my resources and has been the most helpful thing for me besides talking to Christy, um, just talking to other autistic adults because turns out there are some of them out there. Um, <laughs> turns out y'all are some of them too. Not all of you, but some of you, yep. um, which is cool. Uh, it, it's cool to not feel as alone. Um, where am I going with this story? Well, you were talking about how intensive it is. So, yeah. The okay, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I was watching the videos and um, they just like crush the spirit of these little kids. Um, I, in this episode, in this episode, yeah, we're, we're not really talking about stimming. Um, but um, for those of you not familiar, um, I lied. I can't find it. So, uh, okay. you can when we're done. Okay. Yeah. Good. So, Stimming is a self-stimulating behavior. The like stereotypical one that you see is um, like hand flapping is one that like comes up a lot or like kids that like wave their fingers in front of their face a lot. Mm -hmm. And those aren't things that I do. Um, I do a lot more subtle things like finger rubbing um, is, yeah. and I've got my spinner ring. Uh, more fidgety. Yeah. Yeah. Like fidget spinner stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a thing to help calm and center autistic people and like in all the videos when the kids like move their hands at all like the therapist just like pin their hands down and i can tell you like <laughs> my ex used to do that shit to me and it made me so anxious and so upset and i hated it so much yes. and so they keep doing that to these kids and then like to me and to a lot of the other um, autistic adults that had watched it and given feedback on the video, it looks like the therapists are kind of attacking the children every time they do something right. Like, they're so enthusiastic. Like, they grab them and shake them, and they're, like, like enthusiastically. Like yeah. yeah, like, they think it's positive reinforcement, but to me, it would just be so yeah, ungodly do, like, overwhelming. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> these poor 
kids, that's so much. That's so much sensory everything, like, yeah. tackling you. And you have, like, they have this really high voice, and they talk really fast. And they'll be like, okay, put the pen. We're going to put the pen over here. Okay, and then they'll take their hand, and they'll put the pen over here. Good job. Now you get this. And it's and then they, like, shove once. a toy at them. Yeah. And then they rip it away. <laughs> You're like, here's a toy. Okay, next task. And I'm like, it's so much, like, yelling and grabbing and noise yeah. and it's so much and these poor kids are just oh god I was feeling yeah. traumatized just watching them for a couple minutes yeah and we um, will put a link to the article that we we're talking about that has some of these videos that you can yeah. watch to see I little... couldn't find it in my phone um, I, but Amber has I started it. a folder with all my autism links yeah and I, I knew I'd never find a mother one. I did that on my computer but we had to restart that a few times, so uh, it's probably easier not to like touch it right now. I don't to look for I don't anything. Know how to do it in the chat, but I can send it to you. Just can I, yeah, you can do that, or just have to do a link. So sorry, I'm very old. I don't know how technology. Works. We'll get there. It's first first times, uh, you know. Bookmark. I said sometimes uh, we're very boomer like when it comes to technology, but we embrace it. We don't try and pretend like we're not. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, not going to pretend I know what I'm doing because yeah, but that's the thing is you. There are several videos that are demonstrating the correct way to do this with children, and there's a lot of touching. There's a lot of high voices, a lot of talking, a lot of energy. Yeah. Do you want me to put it in the chat? Is that where I'm going? Yeah, if you go, you have a link. Yep. 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 So you just yep. paste it right there. Yep. If any of you are interested, yeah, okay. <laughs> that was um. Is a really good, concise way of putting it, and has a few. Uh, it's a good article with videos. Yeah, the article. Yeah, the videos in there. The first one is long, but it shows you exactly what a good therapist would do. And I did read a lot of people on Reddit where they went through this as kids, and they were like, "I still have PTSD, and I still have so much anxiety wrapped around doing tasks or." not stimming, that I actually get more anxious than I think I would have if I hadn't, hadn't had any therapy at all. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so. grateful that I never had to go through that. You make a lot of mouth noises. I'm sorry. I got to stop that. Yeah. I have noticed this. Uh, so oh, I know, but the mic picks up stuff. When I was testing out this mic, it's a good mic. But I could hear Kitten peeing in the other room with the door closed. And I was like, oh, shit. They're going to hear everything that's happening in my house. And I'm, like, worried about the ice in my glass. I know. I'm like, like, oh, I'm I'm going to go, like, really? Okay, back away while I swallow. (laughs) So, sorry. But, yeah, and there are good ABA therapists. And I know some are not as overwhelming as they used to be. And some come into the home and spend a few hours. I think. Yeah. Like their general idea, I I don't think it's a good idea, but I can yeah. see where it comes from. Yeah, I think that ultimately they should be in there to teach kids who do have autism how to handle any behaviors that not are unseemly but are dangerous. If a kid's stim is headbanging, yeah. then that you want to try is a to problem. modify that you to know, something else. Because they they could hurt themselves. Um, but hand flapping, that... That doesn't hurt anyone. They just... It's just distracting. Yes. But... That's what my ex used to say. Because, like, I tend to, like, rub my fingers together, like, play with my nails. And she'd be like, I can see that out of the corner of my eye. And she'd, yeah. like, 
hold my hands down. And yeah. then that would just make me so much more upset. And I don't totally 100%, you know, I'm going to call myself out here. I am not good. I have a lot. Um, I have really good hearing. So I hear everything. And my husband is a tapper. He will tap on my head, my back, the surfaces all around. And it bothers me. And I'm like, you need to stop. You need to stop. And I am trying really hard to be more respectful when he's doing it quietly to not say anything. Because for a long time, I didn't realize that what he was doing was actually stimming. I didn't think about it in those terms uh, until much later on, which is my own fault, too, for not thinking about it. And I noticed that, like, when he can't do stuff with his hands, he will do something, like, rub his feet. And, oh, yeah. And the thing is, is that things can be annoying, okay? I get annoyed very easily. But if I have a reason that somebody is doing that and they're not doing it to be annoying, I am able to step back and really say, okay, what, what can I put up with? And now if he's not freaking, you know, tapping my head, I'm like, okay, I think I'll just, you know, I'm trying and I'll turn up my music or the show a little bit more. And, you know, Valkyrie, yeah, the bouncing, I, I mean, even sometimes I do that. It's like just, you're just sitting there keep moving. But I wish that it became therapeutic for somebody to go in to teach the parents how to say, this isn't harmful, mm-hmm. and that, okay, they're doing this because there's anxiety. Right. So we see this as anxiety, what's causing it, and what can we right. calm down? They never the look at like the root of the kids' issues. It's always right. just how can we crush them into compliance right now. Like, they're upset, don't care. They need to complete this task. And it's not like, how can we maybe make it a little easier for them? Like, maybe they can't move the pen over because, you know, there's a bright light shining in their eyes. Right. Or Or just you staring at them. Or, yeah. A therapist they don't know. But they never ask, like, child, what is making you, like, what's, what can we do to help you? What's... Right. And, and obviously, if you have a nonverbal right, child, do that, like, then you know. can work out a way to help them communicate. Is that talking? Maybe not. And maybe talking will come. We figure out what our cats need, and they can't, like, give us sentences of what right. they need. But, but like, now with technology, I mean, iPads and, and voice stuff, you know, you know, text-to-voice and things like that, they have opportunities. If you give a shit, there's a way. Right. That isn't that hard. And if that kid comes, you know, starts typing things, well, first of all, they'll probably learn to read and write a lot quicker because they they need it. Because these kids want to communicate. Right. You might not have the words in a moment, but you want to communicate with somebody. And that how are they being forced to talk isn't going to help everybody. It just isn't. Right. I know if somebody told me, talk right now, I'd be like, uh. (laughs) About what? Why? Right. Yeah. I mean, if you catch somebody off guard, then that's kind of what you're doing to these kids every day is just staring at them, shouting, do it. 
do it now. And like they'll eventually do it because that's the only way to make it stop. Yeah. Like it's like torture. Yeah. Right. So this was rated mature, right? Yeah. So, it so, was. So rated, here's, so here's, I, I rated mature. Okay, good. <laughs> I knew. Okay, because here's a thought that popped into my head today. Um so when they talk about like usually women faking orgasms, mm-hmm. you most women will tell you they do that because they just want it to stop. Yeah. And it's very much like the kids complying. They're not doing it because they're enjoying it. It's just the only way to get you to quit coming at them. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to be left alone. Can I have my toy? Like, please just, this is the only way to make it stop is to just pretend to do whatever the fuck you want me to do because I just need this to end. Yeah. And how many of these kids go home and then have a huge meltdown, Mm -hmm. you know, and can't do anything else? Um, especially I, when you're making a little kid do this 30, 40 hours a week. Right. Like, that's insane. They don't that's, make, I mean, that's equivalent to sending you into a retail job and making them, making you eye contact and touch every customer that came in. Imagine you had to hug every person you didn't know and, and, and do sustained eye contact for like 10 seconds. Yeah. That would not work for me. Yeah, it, you would, like, you would, would deal because you had would, to, yeah. and then I you would analyze it all, and then I would mistakenly think that I had depression for 30-some years <laughs> because I had internalized all of these meltdowns, and I was just in a constant state of burnout Yeah, because I... Well, yeah, you your body, if you have that anxiety for so long, your body just, you just kind of kind up. shuts down. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's absolutely, then it is depression at that point. It, it becomes I mean, yeah, that, it that, is, that depressive episode, but not because you have clinical depression. Right. Which is Which different. Which is what I had always yeah. thought until I realized my triggers and then I was just like internalizing meltdowns and burnout and like once yeah. I got a handle on that shit and figured out my triggers, I'm like, oh, I don't actually need to be medicated anymore. Right. So, like you know, feel the worst part about talking about ABA is there's really nothing at this point that we can do. Uh, none of us in this small group are going to be able to fix the system. But I think that if you know people, if you could just make them aware or um, if it ever comes up, just to be educated about what's happening, I feel like is important. Yeah. Because the more people who know how adults feel about these childhood therapies, and the more educated we are as a whole, the more we can talk about is it right or wrong to do something? Sure. You know, even though it feels like we just dumped all this horrible grossness on you with nothing to do about it. Sorry. Well, I mean, isn't that part of <laughs> education? It's like, like sure. politics. Yeah. I can't do anything about it, but I'm going to tell you what's still going on. I'm still get upset. Yeah. Yeah. And now that I messed up my hair, you'll be staring at it. Oh, Sorry. Sure. Whatever. I don't care. It's like, <laughs> it's just all over there. Yeah, it's fine. Let's grab a can of wings. And give myself like Farrah Fawcett wings and string or something. So if you guys have, um, hopefully we'll, we'll, it'll be less laggy and we won't have as many issues Sunday. Yes, but one one to three is our Sunday. Yeah, central. And, you know, we're happy to answer questions too. Obviously, this is a pretty long intro and uh, plenty of technical issues to go around. And we appreciate everybody for sticking around too. Um, but if you have any issues, like, 
or just specific questions. Or any topics that you or want to touch on. Right. I've got a couple pages of them written down, but I'm always happy to add more. Yeah, I'm definitely, I've been doing a lot of research about Autism Speaks and like better. I know that. Yeah, which will be a whole thing on its own. Spoiler alert, they're not great. (laughs) And our goal is to, if we're going to talk about ABA more or Autism Speaks, is to be able to cut down to a good video on demand that you could share with people if they don't quite know. Not that, you know, we're licensed therapists or anything, but just an overview of what's going on. So if they're interested, they can do more research. They They can say, okay, but what's what's both sides of this? Uh, I just think that when the adults of a given group say this is wrong, we need to learn to respect that mm-hmm. and stop acting like they don't know what they're talking about. Right. Yeah, I think the best way to like figure out how to help autistic kids is to talk to autistic adults and say, hey, when you were this age, what would have helped you? Yeah, you and know, stop like in that book like, that my mother yeah. was obsessed with, where this kid's like, here's right. what I was thinking, and here's what would have actually helped me instead of these horrible therapists. But right, right, because the thing is, you know, is that... Someone that's been there. Yeah, it helps in the short term, and what we see is a compliant, happy child, and so everyone thinks it works. But they started doing this in the 1960s, and how much has changed? Only the fact that they no longer do electroshock but they do a reward system. But if that's the only thing that's really changed when the whole idea and concept around autism has shifted so much. I mean, I was reading the Hans Asperger, uh, you know, thing that he put out for autism, which Asperger is named after, and he considered it psychopathy, like that, you know, and it's no longer considered that. And if you started a whole therapeutic system thinking that you fit into one category and then you shift the category because you're like, wow, it's not really the case. Right. It's it's more in line with anxiety and brain disorders and, and things like that that aren't as severe or dangerous, uh, but you don't change what you do about it. That seems really not helpful. Not helpful. <laughs> not helpful at all. Um, to be super articulate about it. Seems not helpful. <laughs> seems like a really shitty idea. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good information in uh, the link. Somebody, you know, that I compiled. So check it out if you're interested in seeing it in action, too. Uh, yeah. You know, and yeah. then... Obviously, Valkyrie, you said your cousin does it. You can maybe ask them if it's similar because some of those videos are older and maybe things have drastically changed. And they may they have. I, I don't know anyone personally that's gone through it. I haven't gone through it. I just know the things that I've read about and the videos I've seen, which right. that's not a ton, but yeah, not great. Yeah, they don't paint the prettiest picture, but... If we're not dealing with it ourselves, is also a yeah. tough sell. So, yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to say about um, ABA? No? Not really. Um, I, I did listen to a podcast about it today where they had some ABA therapists on, and uh, they seemed to be operating under the constant assumption when the child wasn't immediately compliant that the child was lazy and just was trying to be difficult. That was the mm-hmm. whole thing is, oh, they're not doing it because they're lazy. 
well, okay, but, like, maybe they have other shit going on. And, like, maybe you're trying to force this kid to do this for eight hours. And maybe they're hungry. Maybe they're scared. Maybe they're tired. Yeah. You know, maybe you've crushed yeah. their soul. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. And, you know, I'm hoping once I get, we can get this actually working and not lagging too much and stuff. Uh, I have some old commercials from Autism Speaks. Oh, that really show you kind of maybe where that mentality comes from, where people are like, this is a, a real issue that means that you need to go live in a home because you'll never be a member of society that matters. It's right. kind of the attitude that they all very much had, which that doesn't surprise me. I, I think it's such bullshit. I get so mad at anti-vax groups because I'm like, my best friend and my husband are two of the single greatest humans on the planet. And I, you know, if I am not with Brian, I don't think I could be with, like, a neurotypical person because I just appreciate the way that you guys' brains are different. Like, I mm-hmm. like learning about that. I like the honesty and the, the forthcomingness, even though it does hurt Sometimes my feelings. Traumatic. We don't mean Sometimes. it that way. <laughs> you know, I just, like, I can't. I can't make my feelings not feel that initially. Right. I can yeah. think about it. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, I mean. That's fair. Yeah, phrasing matters. Um, I'm going to say some of the stuff that, you know, Brian has said, the way he said it was a problem. Uh-huh. And it's how and I just, like, whoa, 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 don't get divorced, let me translate, hold up. That's <laughs> not what he meant, I I'm like, I'm like, if he meant it that way, like, I am not sticking around. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Because uh, I am very much, uh, I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with me. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of like, if I'm, ter- you know, if if it's not good for us to be together, we shouldn't be together. So I'm like, if if I'm like holding him back, so then I get all like crazy paranoid friend, and I'm like, should I just like let him be on his own? Oh, um, calm down, take a deep breath. I know, I know. <laughs> and cal- telling someone to calm down, I know, always works. No, I I don't think I do that because I know better. We yeah. have gone long. Do we want to stay long because we started a little bit does anybody have any questions about the the stories or or where we are is anyone Um, sick of us and like god can these bitches just shut up i mean i guess we've gone up and down on viewers so there's definitely (laughs) people who are like no thank you (laughs) fair um but also we're lagging a lot which bothers people true and we are an acquired taste i can get that like not everyone's Mm going to be on board with this (laughs) Yeah, and fair um, fair warning, we really, nothing is off limits. So, oh, raising oh, ferrets, okay. It's been interesting. You'll learn a lot very quickly because there's, like, nothing that we won't talk about. And That's true. that makes people really uncomfortable. That's true. Uh, but Which is kind of fun for us. Yeah, oh, <laughs> but yeah. But not great for keeping viewers, maybe. It's not. There's... Thank you guys for coming. Yes, uh, we really thanks appreciate for hanging. It. Please let us know if you have any um, yeah any, any topics you want to talk about, any questions. You 